welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, age 35, in 2014. And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years. I was his care partner. On today's episode, we'll be discussing compensation strategies and how they can be very useful and powerful as a tool for you, but can also get in the way of your disease management. Okay, I think this sounds good, but Travis, I think you need to also explain to people what are compensation strategies. What do you mean by that? In every treatment of any health-related problem, there is therapeutic treatment, which is trying to uh, get whatever's ailing you to work. And then there is compensation strategies, which is what to do so that even if you are not able to quote-unquote fix the problem, you can compensate for it so that your life is able to progress. That makes tremendous sense. And what are some of the strategies that you use? I personally have a lot of trouble with my hands typing they cramp up and give me a sort of a claw fist like a problem which I compensate for by using a dictation software for writing emails and text messages. Good. That's wonderful. You know, Sandy was a technology instructor. He taught middle school technology and used to teach computer repair, things like that. And one of the things that he did when he had some special ed kids was he taught them about dictations program software because they were not able to type. And so when his PD started to get really bad and he just could not make the computer do what he wanted to do, which was obviously so frustrating for someone who was a tech person. And I know 
you were a tech person and are a tech person, um, he started looking at what some of these dictation uh, apps could be for the computer. Right, and there are several of them, ranging from ye old dragon dictate to even Google has a word integration with their Google Docs that uses the Google AI to interpret your text. Yes, um, those are good. And, you know, the difference between Sandy and myself is I ask questions and I ask someone to help me with something where Sandy would go, I'm going to figure this out on my own. But when he got to a place where it was so frustrating figuring things out, I picked up the phone and I called Microsoft because he used Windows on his computer. And I asked them if they had some accessibility features. And as a matter of fact, they spent two hours on the phone with me tricking out his computer so that it would be easy for him to talk into it, opening the computer. He didn't have to push any buttons to get to any of his apps, to check his email, to go into Word, to do any of the things he needed to do. And at the same time, I did the same thing with HP, which was his computer, which also has accessibility features. And I might add that Apple, which I was using an Apple computer, and he sometimes would use it, had the same thing. And for his phone, he had an iPhone. And I'm telling you, he didn't have to do anything. You could just open the iPhone without having to even swipe at certain points. So it was amazing to me what is available to you if you will ask. Right. And I was even like to talk about some very simple strategies that I have either employed or heard about employing from other parkies. Great. Something as simple as cops that have curved tops so that you don't slosh out your drink when you are shaking. That's a good one. Also, some weighted cups have been very helpful. Some of the thermal cups that are weighted can make a big difference too. Right, and... One thing that I heard about from a TED Talk, this woman had an uncle who had severe PD, and he would often freeze trying to walk across the floor, but she observed that he did not freeze when he was walking up or down stairs. So she printed a large M.C. Escher-esque drawing of stairs on 
to a giant sticker, put them on the floor, and now her uncle can walk all across the stairways without freezing. I heard that same TED Talk, and I was fascinated by it, because I thought that was genius to be able to do that. And you know those little... um the lights that they use for kittens, I mean, actually, they were designed as pointers when you were doing presentations, but most people I know had them when they had cats to make cats jump towards the wall or jump on the floor. You can use a, a marker like that using a, um, a light that is a cue for you that can help you also become unfrozen. And there are so many little tips and things like that that you can do. I've even heard of people humming a tune when you freeze, that if you think of a song and you start to sing a song, that it will help you move forward. Right. These are all brilliant examples of compensation strategies, but Judy, hear me out. I want to address a problem that I've heard in the support groups that I feel it's almost like overcompensating in their compensation strategies. Okay. <laughs> I have a little story to illustrate my point. An elderly man gets a visit one day from his children who are concerned that their father has developed a tremor in his right hand suspecting that their father may have Parkinson's disease. The children say to him, Papa, we've got to get you to see a neurologist, somebody that can help you stop that tremor. The elderly man thinks that his children are making too big of a fuss out of nothing, and he promises them he will go to the doctor tomorrow. And so the next day, he walks down the street to see the same doctor he's been going to for nearly 40 years. When he walks in, the doctor says, Hello, young man. What can I do for you? And the elderly man replies, Doctor, it's my right hand. It keeps shaking every time I try to use it. So the doctor replies, So don't use your right hand. <laughs> and the man says, But doctor, how am I supposed to eat my breakfast? Every time I try, I scatter the milk and cereal all over the place. 
The doctor looks at him and says, Eat your breakfast with your left hand. Now, that'll be $50. (laughs) The man thanks the doctor, goes home, calls his children, and says, Doctor says, I'm fine. (laughs) That is a great story, Travis. It is a great story. So the but, mor- uh, what's the moral of the story here? <laughs> Let's get to that. I think that the doctor's compensation for not having to use his right hand was missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> and I think many of our fellow parkies, they get so hung up in this. Well, I can't do this, so I do that or something else to compensate when I feel like, wait a minute, can you not really do it? Have you tried asking your neurologist about a therapeutic solution? Good point, Travis. Okay, there you go. So instead of just giving up and saying, okay, I'm not going to use my right hand. (laughs) I'm going to teach myself to eat with my left hand. Or I was actually thinking he was going to tell him, don't eat any cereal, <laughs> you know, forget forget cereal for breakfast. I, I think it, it is a good point. You know, maybe there's something you can do. You can retrain a little bit with your hand. There's also, there's there are forks and spoons that are weighted that they use now for tremors. A lot of people are using those and that can be very helpful as well. Right, but the point I was trying to make is make sure that whatever your compensation strategy is still allows you to get your breakfast eaten. Yes. Now, it's not about just Giving up on eating breakfast. Right, exactly. Don't give up on it. There are definitely ways of doing it. You know, Travis, we're going to have a a wonderful guest speaker um, soon. I don't know the exact date yet. uh, Of someone who actually was a cartoonist. And when he got Parkinson's, it affected his whole right side of his body. And he had to learn to draw cartoons with his left hand. And he was able to maintain his job. And it's going to be an interesting um, interview that we do. But I think, you know, for everyday life, you sometimes have to look at what you can do to maybe modify. It doesn't mean you can't do it. You may just have to modify And there's nothing wrong with asking for some assistance. If you have someone there that maybe you don't want to try pouring the milk, maybe someone else can pour the milk for you, you know, and then you can struggle with getting it all to your mouth, you know, on your own and try to figure that one out. Right. (laughs) But 
I think that folks need to keep into perspective that there are many, many different strategies to help you live a better life and one that is equally as fulfilling as the one that you lived before. We on this show adamantly support that. But if your compensation means, oh, I just don't do that anymore, then I'm going to say that you need to have a real serious look at your priorities. Right. This is a good place for me to interject, Travis, if someone is just listening for the first time, that Travis is a mountaineer. He hikes, he climbs, he jumps out of airplanes and skydives. I mean, he's he's an adventure junkie, and he has not let that be something that he's giving up. He basically, what I started to say is he's not letting that get in the way. He's not letting his Parkinson's get in the way. He's doing them. He does them differently, but he is doing them. And we want you to be able to do the things that you love and you feel passionate about and that make you happy and give you joy. And you just might have to do it a different way, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do it. And just open to the possibilities of of what life might be like doing it differently. Right. And it was something that preceded this podcast by a number of years when I was in physical therapy for my first knee surgery back in 2010. I was there with the elderly gentleman who was 92, and he told me that he had not ever expected to live as long as he did. He always thought that a jealous husband would take him out sooner. That's pretty good. (laughs) So this one goes out to you, Mr. Glinton, wherever you are, if you're (laughs) still with us, I hope that you are still running from the jealous husbands. (laughs) That's great, Travis. That's a great note to end on today. That's wonderful stories. Thank you so much. Remember, if you have questions or if you just want to make some comments or if you have some suggestions for us about what you would like to hear us talk about, or if you know of someone that's an extraordinary person that has done some extraordinary things with an extraordinary diagnosis um, or extraordinary circumstances, let us know. And that's show at IndiePodcast.net. 
That's show at indypodcast.net. And by the way, we're also now, uh, we have a Facebook page and Instagram and Twitter. We're not doing a lot on there, but we do have them. So you can check for that as well. All right. And I would like to remind everyone that they can write us a review on iTunes. If you like the show, give us some love on the iTunes reviews. It really helps other people find out about the show. That's a great idea, Travis. That's wonderful. Okay, Judy. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, Travis. Bing. Bing. See you next time.